I'm Alex. I'm Michael. And I'm Nick. We are Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. We release new episodes every Friday live on the Scene Snobs Network. And if you're more of an audio person, we got that too. Find us everywhere you get your podcasts and entertain this. Entertain this. Entertain this. And forget about it. Forget about it. it. Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammy. What up, Cammy? <laughs> Hello, Bryant. How are you? I'm doing all right. How you been? Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So we are here on Mystery. Every week we take legends and myths or what have you. We'll give you the story, and then we like to talk a little bit about it. Uh, we got a, a straightforward one today. Uh, we're going... I can't really tell you what the origin is, uh, the direct <laughs> origin on this one is. So I can't say Greek, Roman, German, or whatever. But German is the best way. We're going like with European. Yes, European for sure. Um, Rumpelstiltskin is who we are talking about. That's today. his name. Today, you say it five times fast, you win a prize. I don't know what the prize is, <laughs> but you get it. Um, so we're going to talk about him today. Cami's got a fun story. Everyone, you know the story. I know you know the story. It's a great story. I, I've seen 300 animated versions of it since my childhood. Um, did, did Disney do a straight up one? They've I don't done. Think so. But the, oh, the, okay. So there is a Disney show called. I think it's called Once Upon a Time. It might just be called Once. No, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, my mom and my sister and them were were super into it. And yeah, when I and was googling stuff, it was that. yeah, it was talking about him. I'll, I should should have guest starred my mom we could have had a themed once upon a time podcast <laughs> 10 years after it's over i don't know no, it's not um yeah this this is a cool Swan one too queen. those are just words you, you don't know, know what that means <laughs> it's okay don't know uh yeah really this is a cool story one that everyone's familiar with but i i don't really think we know a little bit more behind it, so it's going to be fun to discuss a little bit. But uh, we'll we'll jump straight into it. Cami, let us know what you got for us. Okay, sure. So I used, got it right here, uh, Iona and Peter Opie's The Classic Fairy Tales. Our story begins with the boast of a miller, who with pride saw his daughter as the most beautiful and fair woman in the land. Though she was, a, was quite a beauty, his tales of her exceeded the realm of, of the possible. He was boasting in town one day, when the king was passing by, and he made the mistake of saying his daughter was so talented at weaving she could spend straw into gold. The king was a greedy man and kidnapped the daughter at once, demanding she spend gold for him, or he would punish her and her father for lying to a king. She was left alone in a room full of straw. And tried as she might, she could not even begin to thread the straw into the wheel, much less turn it into gold. She worked at it until midnight, but her exhaustion, in her exhaustion, she began to cry. Just then a small creature, mostly a man, but different, came to her. He inquired to her plight and why she was crying. 
She told him about her boastful father and the demands of the king. The little creature told her not to worry and took the straw and threaded it into the spinning wheel and began making golden thread for her. She thanked him and gave him her ring as payment. He tipped his hat to her and vanished. When the doors opened that morning, the king was so impressed with the golden thread that he locked the woman in another, even larger room with more straw and made the same demands. That night she cried again and the little man came back and spun the straw for her. She paid him with her necklace and he tipped his hat to her and van vanished. The king again was delighted with the thread he saw and when, when he opened her door, he locked her up in an even bigger room, but this time he did not threaten her or her father. He told her that she would become queen if she could turn all of the straw in this room to gold for him. She wasn't so keen on the offer. He had just threatened her family two nights in a row, but she knew that she had no other choice. So that night she cried too. And that night the little man came to her. This time he said, you have given me all of your possessions worth my effort. If I am to spend for you, I will need something from you, but the price may be too high to pay. She told him she would give him anything. She just wanted to be out of this room and away from the king's demands. The little man said, very well, I am to have your firstborn. The woman gasped, but she knew she had to agree. So, she, so he spun for her all night and vanished in the morning. The king was so happy, he married the woman, and they lived rather happily for a few years until they were ready to have children. The king did not understand why the queen was so hesitant to have an heir, and eventually he convinced her that all would be well with the child. She had a child with the king and knew she had only a short amount of time to get out of the bargain. She cried one night, thinking about this awful deal she had made. The little creature came to her again and asked what was wrong, for he saw no straw. She told him that she had her firstborn, and then offered him gold and riches beyond the value of the gold he'd spun for her, but he refused, saying that the only way out of their bargain was to guess his real name. All this time, the queen had never bothered to ask him his name, and he said she must give him one answer now, and if she was wrong, she would, he would come back two more times to ask. If the third guess was wrong, her child would be his. So she guessed Tom as his name. But she was wrong, and the little man crawled out of her window. The next night he came back, and she guessed Rupert, but she was wrong again. He climbed out of her window, and this time she followed him, well behind so he would not see her. When he got into a clearing in the woods, where he had his hut and fire going, she heard him singing, Merrily the feast I'll make, tomorrow I'll brew, tomorrow bake, merrily I'll dance and sing, for tomorrow will a stranger bring to me a feast. The little queen does not know that Rumpelstiltskin is my name. Hearing this, the queen ran back to the castle. The next night, the creature came back and asked his name. The queen replied, Rumpelstiltskin, and the creature became very angry with her. He screamed that she must have heard it from the witches and slammed his foot so hard when his feet hit the ground below the window that he fell into the earth, never to be seen again. Yay! <laughs> He's dead! Hooray! <laughs> I, one one of the variations I've seen on it, the ending, is that he he hits his right foot hard so hard down it plants it, and then huh. he like he like kicks his left foot so hard it rips himself in half. That's what a the way to German go. story for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. Um, it's such a well known story, and it obviously became popular because of the the brothers grim well it became kind of i think into the western thought because of the brothers grim 
And you know, these were in the early 19th century, two brothers that uh, were, were really cool. I've never really looked into them. It wasn't Matt Damon and Heath Ledger. Didn't they play them? Wasn't that? No, I, I think Heath Ledger did. I don't know about Matt Damon. Right. Um, <laughs> one of them. And but they were they were they were German academics is sort of how Wikipedia puts it. Uh, they were philologists and lexi- lexicographers. So they they loved studying language um, from oral and written historical sources. The oral is the really important part here because that's really where the bulk of all this comes from. And we've discussed this a lot, especially if you've listened to any episode that we've talked about Norse or Germanic you know, based stories, they, they weren't so keen on writing it down. M- many societies weren't keen on writing this stuff down until much later, but especially these guys. And the Rumpelstiltskin story, story obviously comes from oral retellings. Um, one uh, fun thing, uh, I when I was reading a little bit about the Brothers Grimm, because we haven't really talked about them, but I'm, I'm sure we, we will more, um, they, uh, they actually, uh, sanitized is the word Wikipedia uses. They sanitized the stories a little bit. So we know them as being gr- grim, as grim as their name. And we, we know, you know, like the, the old Red Riding Hood is like, she was viciously eviscerated and her guts were flown about. Um, but it, you know, obviously they changed that, but the Brothers Grimm even started that. So it, it goes, it started in the early, like, so you know, it in could the be worse, is what you're saying. Yeah. It could have been like a thousand <laughs> times worse. So, like, yeah, ripping himself in half was just like, that was, that was PG for okay. them. But, um, it's really cool. And, and one thing that they studied, uh, was, was natural poetry instead of artistic poetry. And I, I thought that was a really interesting concept. And I think that's really where, like, the modernization of fairy tales comes in practical, applicable things, you know, things that people can, can touch. Um, that's, I think the German word was folk poetry, F-O-L-K, like folk people, you know, it's like tangible stuff. You don't have to be an educated person to, to really understand these stories and enjoy them, I think too. And it is, Rumpelstiltskin's a really enjoyable story. Um, the name, I mean, just, just hearing that name when you're a kid, you're like, that's amazing. Like, yeah. tell me more. <laughs> and and so let, that's that's my segue. The name, um, you know, the space bar wasn't invented in Germany until very recently. And so they haven't been able to apply it to the language because every word is just smushed together. They don't they don't stop. They just blah. And Rumpelstiltskin is a combination of a bunch of words. Uh, little, raft, stilt. Um, is what it stands for. And it comes from Rumpel. It comes from a few things, but Rumpel stills was a type of goblin and like a stilt, like a, a wooden beam. Um, so he's a, this little gobliny dude. And he was known for making this like banging noise, like, like, like a pole hitting the ground or something like that. Um, which Rumpel stills comes from Rumpel Geist or rattle ghost. So this, this rattling, this rumpling, um, and then if you, you know, Rumpelgeist, you can uh, tie that in with Poltergeist, you know, the ghost that knocks off crap around your house. Um, and this, the, the, the skin, the, the ending of it, um, it, in German, it's, it's like Sken or, uh, Ken, or C-H-E-N. And that was anglicized or, or English, uh, language modified to kin. Um, so I think it's, it's sort of like, I, th- I think you can kind of see where I'm going here with the etymology of it. So this, this. So he's related to these. Yeah, this, this thing. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but that's 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 the word. It's just crazy long German. Um, I, I, you know, and I never thought of that when I was a kid. I never thought, wow, these crazy long German words. Uh, what's fun is he's 
So the name has been translated all over the world, and in many cases, it really holds true to like the Rumpelstiltskin. It's very um, recognizable in many different languages, especially if you're the closer you are to Germany, the more it stays the same. But in uh, German, in uh, Russian, um, they have a very like. Uh, familiar looking you know it's in their alphabet but it, it's pretty much like Rumpelstiltskin um Brazil uh does that as well um lots of different Baltic countries Polish um Finnish they they use uh, some of those will do something kind of um where it's more of like a translate or uh they'll, so they'll translate the word and then it'll kind of change so like in Finnish it looks like it's Titten Lincher and so they kind of like take the meaning and then retranslate it back and give him those names so but it's really cool because they always they, they translate what it, his name means and then they they keep that translation so it, you can understand what his name means in other languages whether you're saying Rumpelstiltskin or a variation of that or not but it, Russian is one cool one where it sounds like that and it is able to have that meaning it looks like as well so this tale, though, the, the origin of the tale, we, we pretty much believed it to be in the 16th or 17th century is sort of the, the direct origin. But like I said, this wasn't this was oral history. This isn't something that was was written down. And it, it has, you know, it's it's a fun lesson. We, we had a great show on Beauty and the Beast where I think we discussed this as well. It, it, that's probably one of the most comparable stories where Beauty and the Beast kind of came back later. And it's it's a pretty easy tale to understand could exist a long time ago. Uh, what's really cool, though, is there was this group uh, – there, there was a BBC News article, um, and there was a group of researchers at universities in Durham and Lisbon that actually believe that it is connected to the old Devil and the Smith story. Cammy, do you know what the Devil and the Smith story is? Peter has brought this up before. A lot. Yes. yes. And he One, wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and yeah, so it's, it's – That's all I know about of, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a Bronze Age story. It's it's one of the oldest stories where a guy sells his soul for to the devil for stuff, you know, and and so it's a it's a like he met really, him at the crossroads and he can play the banjo now or whatever. Pretty much the six thousand year banjo, um, the liar. But it is it's it's that classic tale. Yeah, um, it's that classic tale of of giving up something for something little for for now. And that's what Rumpelstiltskin does. So they believe that it, and, and kind of the reason why they believe this, they go through um, studying through Indo-European languages. And it's crazy. Do yourself a proto-Indo-European. I've listened to some audiobooks that discuss the like origins of this. And it's really wild where our languages come from and where they break and why they're so similar and and it in the proto-indo-european so this is kind of like the asian area like kind of think like how russia is like half european half asia that area there were people there they came up with languages and then they split you know they went down both sides but it's it's really weird because words like um agni is used today and ignite and agni is a word that's like insanely old. It, mean, it means fire and ignite. You know, it's 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 just crazy how it, it's magic. You know, like uh, it's it's wild to me. I love this stuff. Um, and and that's 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 sort of where I, I don't really want to. The BBC article thankfully doesn't go too deep into it, but that's where they they come up with this idea that it's connected to that. And it's sort of an it's a it's an evolution of that story in a way. Um, so. The, the the blacksmith 
story, um, selling his soul is definitely old. We've, we've got old records of it and, and it's the oral history of it is, is just as old. And so it, but it looks like the Rumpelstiltskin part really didn't, I think saying it's as old as that is a bit of a stretch, especially cause like I, they didn't have weaving tool, you know, it, it seems like it, 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 it seems like the, the 15th and 16th century story, the, the oral history that was told then is pretty comparable to what the Brothers Grimm had. They just made it a little more, you know, palatable for the most part and, and have it make sense. So, um, there's another thing here too. My, my last little part is there's this guy, Johann, uh, Fischart from, uh, 1545 to 1591. He was a German satirist and publicist and he, um, he was really funny. So he, he like, he, he wrote a lot of poetry and read a lot of poetry and, and published a lot of works. And he really had fun with the language. He, I'm getting like Shakespeare vibes from him, you know, just because he had, he had so much fun with the German language. And it is like, you can, you know, there, there's like Schadenfreude, you know, there's so many words that exist in German to explain feelings and, and ideas that we don't have really in English that we, we can still describe, but you know, it's just a one liner. It's a really long one liner, but it's, <laughs> it's something you can say. So, uh, he, he was someone who kind of did that and he, um, is connected as well to the Rumpelstiltskin, uh, word specifically, um, deriving it from a hit, one of his works. He refers to a kid's game named Rumpelstilt Oder Der pop art. So I don't, I don't know what that is. I wasn't really able to find anything on that, but I think it's, it sounds like the pop art thing. I think it's kind of like a monkey chase the weasel kind of pop, you know, that's, that's what I think it is. Uh, and I, so I think that the, the, again, we have the, the blacksmith, uh, and the devil story. And then this is sort of a, like how language evolves and changes, just like how the proto-Indo-European languages evolved into hundreds of languages across the globe. And, and exists today, I think that's what Rumpelstiltskin is. And I think that's what many researchers would agree is Rumpelstiltskin is an evolution of this story, just with variances. Someone, you know, heard it, gave it their own spin on on the story. And the last fun thing, too, I know I just said that I had the last thing. There's actually something called the uh, Rumpelstiltskin Principle. And it is a, a psychological um, idea Basically, where um, I'll, I'll kind of read verbatim here, the value and power of using personal names and titles um, well, and uh, being established in psychology, management, teaching and trial law. So this is the Rumpelstiltskin principle. So I get it's the idea of using people's titles and names, like the how it affects people when you use their name, because obviously for Rumpelstiltskin, when you use his name, it didn't go so well. He cut himself in half. Uh, out of spite and vitriol. So that's all I've got on this, but I thought it was just fantastic to hear about uh, some of this stuff and connecting it to this thing. Yeah. That Peter has been egging us on to talk about. We really need to, cause it is, it's yeah. one of the oldest stories that we have and it's obvious it has a huge impact on the world. So Cammy, that was a great rendition of it though. Really? I got, um, Shahrazade vibes where you're being captive by this King and you get married and it's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about all that stuff that happened before. Uh, if, for those of you that don't know, Shirazade, that's part of the 1001 or, or Arabian Nights. We've done a, a handful of episodes on those. Those are great. Those are another good example of old stories. Sort of by the time someone decides, let's write it down. 
how how it evolves, you know, how it takes a new identity, but it still has its its old roots. So <clears throat> I think that's all we've got today, Cammy. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Cammy, what do I need to say at the end? Can you help me? Yeah, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whoever else lets you do that. I think that might be the only two. We are anywhere you get your podcast. So if you're if you've gotten this far, though, you're obviously listening. Don't forget to find us on Twitter, Instagram, and our mm-hmm. Facebook page. And you can find our merch at threadless.mythstory.com. We also now have a Discord that Bryant set up. And yes. And to log on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, our, we've got a link tree in the comments. So click that. It'll take you to everything as well. Nice and easy. Uh, send us your myth suggestions too. If you've got something in your brain, if you got more rumble story with an IE at gmail.com. Let us know. All right, everyone. We will see you next time. Oh. Oh.